How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Yes, how we doing? Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. And of course, I am your host, Dr. Rob. What is going on? Seems like we have no winter. I mean, we had a couple of snow, a couple of... Trinkets of snow, but it seems like we could be rolling right along into the spring of 2024. And so today, I'm back with another podcast, and of course, what I believe is another interesting topic. So without further ado, let me get down on it. So I'm going to talk about the podcast topic today is... Might be a funny question to you, but I, you know, and you may be having this experience already with your parents. The, 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 the today's topic is: At what age do you not have to listen to your parents when they tell you what to do? I mean, are you that type that your mother or your father will always be able to boss you around, tell you what to do? Is, is that you? I mean, if that's you, that's cool. I don't know your family, you know, scenario there. I'm not mad at you. I'm just wondering, like, at what age do we not have to listen to what our parents tell us to do? And that includes your grandmother, you know, a.k.a. Big Mama, you know, in the, in the black family community, you know, that's even in in jest we refer to the, to our grandmothers as Big Mama. So somewhere along the line there, there's a Big Mama. You feel me? So this may come to you as a weird question or, or weird podcast topic. And I have some more weird podcast topics coming up. Oh, man, I can't wait to get to those in the, the days and weeks to come. But this is a real thing. And I know firsthand from my own experience and the experiences of other family members. In addition, you might say, is this worthy even of discussion, and to that I would say, yes, it is more than worth worthy because what I have found is that if you do not have this in mind and you live long enough to be independent from your parents, which I guess most of you are, then at this point you may find yourself in this situation as I have been with not only my father, but also my wonderful aunt who raised me after my mother died. 
I lived with both my father and my aunt separately, but my father briefly. But my aunt for an extended period of time as I started out with her as a child. And I guess from their era, which, you know, goes, starts in the, you know, growing up in the, and I guess in the 40s, in the 50s, they were young people. And so, um, they, and they're from the same generation. I think, I think you're once a child born into our family, you know, my family, you're probably always considered to be beholden to them or some, you know, a support or a subordinate who, who should do what they say and, and, and how they say to do it. And this for me makes absolutely no sense at all, especially since I have made so many good decisions for my own life as an adult without any consult or guidance from either one of them, meaning, you know, my father or my lovely aunt. I mean, I, I I may have checked in with them, you know, or not not at the same time, but what I'm saying at some point, you know, on one thing or another. I mean, some that's how life is. You always seek to, to you know, um, to know what somebody else is thinking, what somebody else's opinion. Um, but nevertheless, I have made some some great decisions in my life for my life without their feedback or financial support. And, you know, uh, you know, financial support, when you rely on your parents to pull you out of uh, tough ditches and things of that sort, you know, they they do believe that they have a, you know, they may tend to believe, I'll say, I don't want to say that about every parent, but they may tend to believe that they have an unfettered right to tell you what to do if you rely on them. I mean, even, at, you know, once or twice. So, you know, quite often if I did discuss my life circumstances with either my father or my aunt, you know, in many of those instances or most of them, I was not necessarily even looking for guidance or directions. Sometimes, you know, like I said earlier, I, I like to run my ideas by people just to get their take on what I have already pretty much decided that I was going to do. And so, you know, I really, you know, especially when I was younger, I mean, especially when I was younger, picture that. I've always had the knack for making good decisions, you know, no matter what challenging situation or or easygoing situation other than the choice I made to marry my first wife. I mean, I'm not trying to go there, but that probably that probably was the, the, the number one worst decision of my life. But it turned out good because it led to other things which I'm doing right now. Um, so, you know, that was a bad choice. That was a bad choice, but it really inspired me to do some, some things. So I don't know what to make of that, but let, let me just talk to you about challenging situations that I've made for my, you know, had to make in my own life. I'll tell you a little story. And, and, and I did this without seeking the advice of either my father or my aunt. 
you know, years ago when I the first apartment I got, I you know, me and a young lady that I was that was dating at that time, we decided to move in together. And so it turns out that that relationship was not a good one for the both of us. And she she moved out, I kept the apartment. Then her and I would argue about different things because she would call me. Meanwhile, you know, she didn't want to be together anymore, but she's out the house and she's calling me now, okay? So we would get into, you know, little minor arguments about things that, you know, I was doing at my apartment after she moved out. Then one night we got into an argument about something I did with the with the census for that particular year. And it got so bad this little argument about, and I, I may, you know, I may have discarded the senses. You know, I was young at that time. I didn't really give it too much credence. So, you know, bad move on my part. But at any rate, she got upset with me, and I started feeling like, hmm, I need to, you know, maybe I need to, you know, protect myself here at, you know, my crib because she had keys. And, you know, even though we broke up, I still allowed her to have some keys, just trying to, you know, do it in the easy does it, you know, mode. But it got so bad that, you know, arguing about the mail that I started to feel like she might come to the apartment and, and destroy some things, you know, as she was a very vindictive type of person. And... You know, like I said, this was this my concern was was even, you know, magnified by the idea because she did have keys. So now, you know, with the um, with the bickering, I felt somewhat compromised that she might come to the crib and carry out some nefarious act while I was at work. So, you know, I started thinking about changing the lock to the front door. And for some reason, as a young person, I felt that was, I felt bad about changing the lock. I, I mean, I had some real feelings about that. And, you know, when I think about it, that was one of the first major decisions that I had to make for my life. And I did not consult with my aunt nor my father as I was preoccupied with how to handle this possible sneak attack from the, the, the vindictive ex-girlfriend. You feel me? And so, I, you know, I thought it would not be a good thing to change the lock and not tell her. I mean, what was I thinking? But I, I really felt bad about doing that. But again, I sought no, you know, no consult from my family members. And so, then I just... I, I stopped feeling my emotions about her in terms of how bad, it, you know, she might think it was for me to change the lock because that's, I was stuck on that. And I started thinking about what was best for me and my stress level. So, so that, you know, so I don't stress out being concerned. How am I going to go to work worried about what this girl might do? You, you feel me? So over the weekend, because I was sensing that, you know, it was it was the end of one week going into the next week when we would have, when we, you know, when the dispute started really intensifying, if you will, over the phone. So I decided to change the lock. 
And don't you know, I changed the lock on a Saturday. Y'all had trouble, like, arriving at the decision, but I felt so good after I made that, what I thought at that time to be a tough decision. And so I changed the lock on Saturday, and I stayed home from work that Monday, you know, just to pack up some of her stuff that she left behind. Because you know how the honeys do it to females. Even they break up with you and they still leave things at the crib. Okay? So what I did was I said, let me pack up her stuff. And, you know, just in case or eventually, you know, I need to, uh, she needs to get her stuff out of here. I mean, that's just where I was. But now that I'm thinking she might, you know, do a drive-by, so to speak. Um, I said, let me pack up her stuff. And don't you know that that Monday that I took off from work, I'm cooking, I'm getting ready to make my favorite dish at the time, some Bob's Crispy Fried chicken wings and um, probably a salad and a baked potato, but I was into what I was doing. So while I'm, you know, prepping my meal, I'm hearing something or somebody tampering with the lock at the front door of the crib. Lo and behold, it was her trying to insert her key to open the door, but B-U-T, the lock was changed. And she could not get in. Long story short, I let her in. We started talking. Then she started walking around the house, throwing like throwing things in the garbage and just doing like just misbehaving. So eventually I was able to get a hold of her and I had to physically put her out. It wasn't, you know, fight. I just, you know, between the voice inflections and moving her in that direction, I had her stuff packed, and I was able to get her and her, the rest of her belongings out of the crib. I mean, now, what a decision. What a decision. And I did not seek any advice from people, my father, my aunt, who still to this day would would boss me or try to boss me around every opportunity they get. Nevertheless, I was really proud of myself for anticipating, you know, the invasion from the ex-girlfriend. And yet, despite all of my experiences with making good decisions without any guidance from the elders of my family, both my aunt and my father frequently feel the need to tell me what to do. So let me know where you are with that. I'm going to step aside and let a promo in, and we'll pick up this discussion on the other side of the break. Have you read any good books lately? Your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob, is the author of three great books. In his first book, The Choices We Make, Robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others. In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. 
Robert explores what he calls child porn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you. And back to the show. All right. Welcome back. Hey, y'all need to get on those books that you just learned about in that promo. We talking life changing books right there. Light up your life. The choices we make and access denied. Authored by yours truly. The one, the only Robert T. Gardner Jr. And so, to keep it moving, before we jump back into the topic, I, you know, I started this new segment where I want to share a corny dad joke. I think that laughter is good, and I like to inject some laughter into the discussion. And, you know, it's so funny, I'm, I'm using corny dad jokes, but I have never been corny when I tell my own jokes, okay? But now I'm finding jokes to tell. That's probably why they're corny. But me as a comedian, as a just, I've always been that funny guy, you know? But now I've resorted to corny dad jokes. Let me know if, if this is laughable or not, okay? Here, here we go with the corny dad joke. How do you make a tissue dance? Huh? You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> now, now that was good. You, you make a tissue dance, you, you put a little boogie in it. That that you have you can't tell me that was good. Let me know what you think. All right, all right. Settle down. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So let me jump back into the topic here. You know, at what, when do you not have to listen to your parents anymore? Okay. So as I was saying, I made this crucial decision early in life. Okay. And I did not seek um, any consult from any of my elders in my family. You know, but still, but still, you know, they like to boss me around. And not only do they like to tell me, and not so, not only me, but it's my brother, you know, as well. But not only do they like to tell me and him what to do, but they get mad that it's like if we don't, you know, do what they say or agree to do what they say, like, what is that all about? You know, it's one thing to tell another grown person what to do, but it is totally another 
ball of wax to get mad if they do not do the things or, you know, you want or do them the way you said to do them. Especially when that person lives totally independent from you. I mean, are you, are you feeling me? Are you are you feeling me with this? And because they do that, this often, you know, has led to disputes between us as I had to constantly fight for the right not to be controlled by my elders, for God's sake. Now, now if I am you, what I would take away from this discussion is that when people call you, I mean, I just want you to hear me on this, you know, because it happens to all of us. When people call you to discuss their personal issues or their problems, you know, they are not always looking for help, so to speak. And, and as human beings and humanitarians and humanitarians and loving people, we, we're always quick to help. We, I got the answer to your problem. This is what I do on this podcast. I have the answers to your situation, but you're not calling me. I'm calling you to share. So, because what I'm really trying to say is that when people call you to discuss their, you know, hot topics, if you will, they are not always looking for help unless, you know, they specifically ask for your help. Sometimes people are just calling to vent or and or share with you, you know, what what their experiences in a pressing situation that may be on their mind, you know, at that time. So instead of trying to solve your loved one's issues, it might just be a time for you to listen and hear them out. And you might learn that they have already resolved the issue that they are discussing with you. They might just be wanting to run it by you just to see if they did the right thing or just, you know, somebody else's thoughts about what they or how they handle the scenario. So my point again is when you try to tell another adult what to do, whether they are your child or not, and they live independent from you, be aware that this may cause some tension between the two of you. And this may preclude you from coming, you know, from that person coming to you in the future when they may, in fact, may be looking for help or assistance at that time. And so, you know, for the record, I just want to say, I have a 24-year-old daughter, and she lives independent from me. Now, I do not tell her what to do because, see, for me, this relieves a lot of stress that I would feel, you know, the, the same stress that I felt and feel both for my aunt and my father before he passed away, you know, and my pushback from them telling me what to do. Now, if my daughter seeks my advice, then I'm all ears and willing to help. If not, I, you know, I feel for her in so many situations that I know that she's involved with, all good. But I still mind my business to reduce the, my own stress in my life from telling her what to do. I mean, after all, she did not listen to me when she was 14. Now she is 24, living independently, 
And I do, I do not expect that that will change now. I mean, she did what I told her to do around the house, but when it came to like, you know, things that she really needs to understand regarding her behavior outside of the house, it was always a struggle with her. I mean, starting from the age of 14 and beyond. And so at some point in time, you have to realize as a parent that you are not the boss of your child who is an adult. And so that brings me back to the point of this podcast topic. At what age do you not have to listen to your parents? Well, if you ask me, I don't even know. You decide what is best for you and your parents. On that note, I will leave it right here. Thank you so much for listening to me, rolling with me, just spending this time with me. Thank you so much. And hopefully you have a better understanding of how to negotiate the sensitive relationship between you and the elder family members in your respective family, meaning your parents or your your aunts or uncles who were the authority figures in your life. And so, you know, they love us, but sometimes they may be trying just a little too hard to love us. Some of that love, we, we, we got to feel for ourselves. So until we meet again, stay up, my friend. And remember, life is good even when it ain't. And love is not supposed to hurt. Peace. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com. See my website, relationshipreadiness.org. To learn more about my counseling, consulting, and educational programs related to life, love, and work. Finally, in the words of the late, great Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., if I can help somebody as I pass along, if I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.